this week we're going to kind of take a look at an issue or a, a thing uh, that's centered around time. We're going to take a look at uh, time and what it is that God has given to us in this gift of time and how we're supposed to handle it. Now, most of you know my lovely bride, Darcy, and Darcy likes to have things organized. She's one of these people that likes to schedule things in her calendar uh, all the way down to the time that we're going to do it. Now, I'm not saying anything negative here. You know, love her to death, and she keeps me on the, on the straight and narrow path, which is a wonderful thing. But um, she likes to be organized to the point to where, you know, the day is laid out at what time we're going to do certain things. Well, when it comes to me, I like to list stuff on my calendar too, but uh, mine is more of a, like a, it's more like a to-do list. You know, I, I put things on the calendar for the day, but I don't necessarily establish a time that I'm going to do them. And the reason is because I never know how long the things I'm doing ahead of that uh, are going to take. You know, you're writing a sermon and you have no idea how long it's going to be. It might take you all day. You know, or you're talking with somebody on a phone on the phone call, and and there's there's issues that we're going through, and you you just don't know. So, I like to schedule things on my calendar in more of a, a broad sense, so to speak. Well, time is one of these things, and our calendar is one of these things that uh, you know. There's a tremendous industry in the world uh, that deals with time management. You know, you can take seminars, you can read books, you can watch TED Talks, and all of these things that, that are designed to try and help us uh, do more things and be more efficient with the time that we, that we actually have. Well, you know, you would think that uh, the priorities in our life would always have time reserved in our calendars. That's what you would, that's what you would think. A few weeks ago, I, I asked everybody, or really, it's only been a week, I think. I asked everybody, what are the three top priorities in your life? Because we're going to look at those uh, based on time and time allotments and, and how we handle them. Well, as you can imagine, the top three, uh, the top two, I should say, came in as uh, faith and the other one was family. And they were kind of in different orders. Uh, some of them are broader. Some of them are more concentrated on certain family uh, groups or members. Uh, but basically, everybody responded and saying, you know, my faith in God is important to me and my family is important to me. Well, the, the third thing that was important was all over the board. You know, that was, you know, certain things that I want to do, maybe a bucket list that I have uh, or financial security, or, or this is something I've, I've always been working toward, and it's a huge priority in my life. Maybe it's centered around, you know, a degree or education or a job or who knows what. But, um, you know, everybody has all kinds of priorities in life, and what's important is how we handle those priorities. So I started thinking, I'm like, you know, well, what, is, what does Scripture tell us about priorities? And what does Scripture tell us and the Bible tell us about time and the time that we have? Um, and this is, there's not one particular Scripture um, that I'm going to reference here, but 
Joe's version of what these various scriptures centering on time and time allotment say is basically it says this, time is a space that God has created for each one of us to come to the point to where we understand that he exists, we understand that we need him, and then we make a choice to either follow God and pursue God or not to. That's really what uh, this whole thing that time is that God has given to each one of us in this life. And we all have different uh, lengths as far as time. Some people, you know, have a very, very long life and other people have a very short life. But Scripture kind of tells us that in the midst of all of that, uh, this time allotment that we have is so that we can come to the point to where we realize our need for God and then we do something about it. You know, we follow through on it and we we seek after God. I want to read to today, and it comes out of the book of Luke, uh, chapter 12, as you can see on your screen, verses 35 through 40. And this is what it says. It says, be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. So kind of get that picture in your mind, what they're, what they're talking about, you know, people waiting for their master to return and being ready for him. And it continues, it says, it will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. In other words, when the master comes, if we are prepared, if we are ready for him, if we've been watching out for him and preparing for him, uh, it's all going to be good because he's going to bless us uh, in much of the same way that we are a blessing to him. It continues and it says, it will be good for those servants who find the master or whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. In other words, a 24-7, you know, you got to be ready. And here's the warning that comes at the end of it. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour uh, when you do not expect him. When you do not expect him. Now, let's think about that a little bit. It's all about busyness, and it's all about being prepared and keeping your eye really on the door, looking for when God would either come or when the end of your life would come. Now, I know that's not the most pleasant thought because we all like to think that we've got, you know, years and years and decades ahead of us. But the reality is that might not be the case. There's going to be a day when you and I are going to leave home, so to speak, for that final time. The question is, how much time do we have and what do we do with the time that we do have? You know, this was a topic that Jesus was was constantly addressing. People would ask him all the time, you know, when are you going to establish, uh, reestablish the kingdom of David? When is it going to happen? 
when are you going to reestablish um, and bring in all of those promises that those Old Testament prophets uh, described in their writings? When is all that going to happen? Uh, when are you going to set up your kingdom and then run those pesky little Roman guys out of here? You know, they're creating all this trouble for us. When are you going to set all this up? When are you going to the disciples like this one? They would ask Jesus, when are you going to set up your kingdom so that we can rule with you? I mean, they were all about, you know, okay, let's get this party started so that, you know, I can find my place uh, here and I can rule with you. Interesting part is that when Jesus was approached with questions like this, talking about when the end will come, what's going to, when is this going to take place, uh, how much time, so to speak, is, that do we have left? He would always bring people full circle back to the moment today, right now. This is the time that God has given to you. Take advantage of it. Don't necessarily work into way into the future because you don't know when that's going to happen. You have no clue when that's going to take place. At the end of John's gospel, Peter wants to know uh, what's going to happen to the disciple, John the Baptist. Well, Jesus pulls Peter right back into the moment that God has given to him and says, you know, Peter, it doesn't matter what I'm going to do with John. You just worry about following me. You worry about today. You worry about what you're supposed to be doing. You worry about seeking the kingdom of God first, and then everything else will fall into place. He was telling Peter, he says, you need to worry about being obedient in this moment that God has given to you. Today is the only thing that you're assured of, is you have today and you have right now. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You need to let tomorrow take care of itself. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, too many of us like living uh, like we have all the time in the world. We like living like um, kids that are left home for the first time uh, by mom and dad. You know, mom and dad are going on an overnight and they they leave, you know, the kids at home and they're old enough now and, and mom and dad leave and the kids immediately invite friends over and you know, let's, you know, get out the Fritos and the pop cans and, you know, whatever. And then we leave the mess and, and we figure that tomorrow mom and dad will probably be home about four. So about three o'clock, we'll clean up the mess. A lot of times that's the way people live. And unfortunately, it's not necessarily the right way to live because when you do that, you're really, again, you're guessing at how much time you really have left. And that can be a scary thought. Jesus is addressing this in the scripture story about that man and breaking into the house. He's saying, you don't know what time the person's coming. You don't know how much time God has allowed you to live in this life. You don't know what, how the, the uh, choices and decisions and the, the things that other people do in life are going to affect you tomorrow or the day after. Because if you did know, then you would realize that there's a sense of urgency in following our relationship with God 
and following it to the point to where it is a, a wholesome and a good, loving, lasting relationship with God. In other words, the rest of life will take care of itself. You know, it's not that we're, you know, haven't been given knowledge and the ability to sort things out and the ability to plan ahead and to prepare and to do. I mean, all of those things take place, but Jesus is emphasizing here the fact that, number one, number one, seek the kingdom of God first. That's what's important. We don't realize that our time is short. Like the husband that knows that he needs to change some things in his life in order for his relationship with his family to, to grow and to get over the difficulties that maybe he has or this individual has with one of his children. We always feel like we have time, like we'll do it tomorrow. A lot of people, when it comes to faith, do the same thing. They always think that, you know, well, I'll get serious about my faith later in life. I'll get serious about, you know, my relationship with God and, and understanding that relationship with God and understanding who he is and understanding the things that I have available to me through the sacrifice of Christ. You know, I have time. But Isaiah tells us, you know, seek the Lord while he may be found. Because in the end, too many people are going to look back and say, if I knew then what I know now, my life, my spiritual life, my walk with God would be completely different than what it was. So my hope and prayer for you again today is simply to take the time to follow up on your relationship with God and make it a top priority in your life. We all are busy. We all have things to do. We all have schedules. We all have calendars. Uh, we all have all of that stuff. But making sure that we follow up and we follow up uh, in our relationship with God has to be a top priority uh, as a Christian. So many of us take it for granted and we feel like we have enough time. Uh, we can get serious about it later. Or we just feel like, you know, well, you know, I'm a good person and, and that's good enough. You know, God is going to automatically accept me and take me when that last day comes. But Jesus emphasizes so many times that what's important is the type of relationship that we have with God, the quality of that relationship that we, we, ha that we have with God, and the perspective of that relationship that we have with him that we understand that we need him, that we are sinful people, that we can't fix it on our own, and that that's why God himself came back and died on a cross, so that you and I could be reestablished in the way that we were always meant to be, his children. Tough Questions is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church. Join us on podcast at toughquestions.buzzsprout.com or you can go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts 
and just search for Tough Questions Joseph Bevan. If you'd like to join us live, you can do that on Facebook Live Sunday mornings at 11.30. Or if you want to check out our video archives, go to our YouTube channel at Rosebush United Methodist Church and just search as one word and you'll find us. Thanks and God bless.